Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Boozed and Confused. Hey, hi, hello. I am Carol Ann. This is Matt. And I'm not boozed. I I am currently boozing. In the process of boozing. This is a good old number three today. Yeah. Um, if you are a new <laughs> listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome. I'm amazed that we have so many returning guests every week. Guests, listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves. Considering there's more than one. Yeah, that's the I'm shocking shocked. part. I'm shocked. Sometimes I listen to it after I upload just to make sure everything like went through. Okay, so there's always by default at least one listen. Then two listens. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got a really good episode for you today that I pretty much have no part in, which is great because... I'm really full. I'm very short of breath. <laughs> I don't think I could make it through the entire episode talking a lot. So Matt is no. taking charge. Yeah. All you got to do is just throw in some color commentary. Here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, before we dive into it, it's the housekeeping. 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 Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can knock this out. <clears throat> We are on all of your favorite podcast listening locations, um, particularly iTunes. <laughs> You're if doing great you so far, still, sweetie. If you feel so inclined, go ahead and leave a review, uh-huh. especially on iTunes. Uh-huh. Uh, but not just us. There's also a number of great small pods out there who could really use your reviews. The algorithm's a son of a gun. It really is. Um, if, you, if you leave a review, we will send you a sticker. You got a screenshot and send and it to screen, us so we know it's you. Know, you. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm waiting for the time that you're going to be like out of commission. So yeah. I'm, I'm really trying <laughs> to step up here. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I'm panicking. We're on your favorite social media platform. Oh, yeah. We're on Parler. We're we on- are, oh, my God. No, <laughs> we're not on Parler. We will never be on Parler. You're done. We are on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're not on Parler, uh, nor will we ever be on Parler. But if you want to come hang out with us, um, I've been really quiet the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry. It's just pregnancy is uh, apparently exhausting. Tell me about it. <laughs> hey, Matt, can you get me a Pedialyte? Matt, can you get the phone charger? The amount of times that I get into bed and then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm already. It takes me like at least three to five minutes to get comfortable. And then by the time that I'm done, I realize I forget my phone charger somewhere else in the house. So can you get my iron tablet? <laughs> that too it's like i don't know sometime between 8 30 and and 11 30 at night when i go to bed and i forget i have to take some of my other supplements anyways uh yeah so i've been really quiet um but i'm hoping to pick back up especially as things now i feel like we're pretty close to being done with things around here for the most part so should have some free time but yeah before yeah, the baby okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're almost done. No, we're almost done waiting. This is just the beginning. 
Um, yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if you want to come hang out with us, we're boosting confused on all of those. And, um, what else do we have? Oh, um, I'm streaming on Twitch now. Um, the name is Rickety Cricket 3. All the eyes are ones. Uh-huh. Come watch me suck at Rocket League or get sank in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, please help us pay for our baby. Please. Are you monetizing your Twitch stream? Do I have to get on Twitch? Just kidding. I don't, oh, I'm I don't want to be. I'm f- not streaming. I don't want to be not. a female streamer. It's, it's, you would do so well. I don't you think would make, so. You would make about 15,000 times more than I would. It's so like a couple dollars. Yeah, 15,000 times zero is still zero. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So the kid's never going to college. Um, all right. Uh, we've got one. We've got two more before we get into what you're drinking. Um, stick around after the episode. We have a great promo from our friends at Tunish Podcast. Um, it's like a top 10 list podcast and it's actually hysterical. It's Nick and Brandon. Um, but definitely give them a listen. Um, there are a couple of nerds, <laughs> um, and their lists are great and the pod is great and highly recommends that promo is right after this episode is over. Yeah. I heard their promo. It's very well done. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of jelly. Uh, also I thought they said tennis. <laughs> no, no thought they said tennis no. i'm i'm way more into lists nope. of things that range in the number of 10 yeah uh maybe nine maybe 13 tennis tennis great yeah. great size for podcast. lists very cool all right and the last one what are you drinking you said there were two things yeah that's the second one you what said are you two drinking? things until the drinking thing but you know oh, what sorry um this is actually stolen from the first communion party <laughs> <laughs> um yeah was definitely sealed until we pulled into our driveway. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a um, a um, Goose Island Guava Squad. Yeah. The the color is like very like spring, I think. It's like green and pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an IPA with some fruity notes. And I've never had a guava before. Um, but if I did, this is how it would taste. You know, I got to be honest, I don't know that I could even describe what a guava looks like. I'm going to assume a guava is either pink or this like lime green. This is double dry hopped. It is tropical, juicy, and guava. And it's beer. So the last couple of weeks I've been playing this fun game with myself of what is the first beer going to be that I drink after uh, we have the baby. So if anyone has any recommendations, I'm having a hard time kind of like narrowing it down. So I'd be curious, especially for um, our other pod fam who are in the boost (laughs) community, because there's a lot of us. I know there's a lot of us. Let me know what you think. Make it worth my time. It's an excuse to drink. It's really, yes, this is an excuse to drink. Um, My recommendation would be a Bourbon County. If I wanted to get real Southside, it should just be Miller Lite. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Uh, Refreshing. Low in calories. Hydrating. Yeah. Way more flavor than a Michelob Ultra. (laughs) Yeah. And only like one more carb. Oh, God. Not sponsored. Way to go, Miller Lite. Great advertising. If Miller Lite wants to sponsor us, that'd be fine. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take literally anything. (laughs) If you give me money, I will do anything for a dollar. I haven't said no yet. Oh my god, <laughs> we're not that desperate. All right, try me. I think I think it's time to get into it. Okay. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you want to hear a cool effect about the Titanic? I do. Um, okay, so first of all, I was like obsessed with Titanic. Um, somewhere in like the like second to fourth grade range, possibly the entire duration of second through fourth grade, alongside like Pokemon and uh, other stuff. You know how every grade has like that horse girl? Were you like the Titanic boy? <laughs> I was the Titanic boy. I was the kid who came to the Scholastic Book Fair with like 25 bucks. Uh-huh. And I would, you better believe I was getting Titanic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I got a book that came with a model of the Titanic. It had like the smokestacks, even like the rigging. And what you would do is you'd put it together. It came in two pieces. Huh. Who'd have thought? <laughs> historically accurate (laughs) there was this like little switch on the bottom and it would open up this um gaping hole in the hull and it would take on water and it would dip down and then it would break in half and it would sink that feels a little maybe morbid for a child's toy but that's fine no again i i was obsessed with random topics throughout my childhood that i still remember like graphically like i remember like having like a black hole phase when I was like, oh my God, everything's going to be a black hole in the future. So this explains, I think, a lot of maybe why you are who you are today. Absolutely. Like this pod in general and why like so many of your topics are like existential crisis. Oh yeah. It's like that song from Arthur, you know, having fun isn't hard when you got a library card. I had a library card and I looked up doom and gloom in the future. That's what I did. That's where that came from. Maybe. Maybe. No, did you know that the Titanic, which was um, at the time the largest Olympic class liner in the world, um, it wasn't the first ship to have um, an onboard heated swimming pool. But did you know, after all this time, it's still full? But I'm um, still full. Oh, no. Don't oh, cancel no. me. Don't cancel me. <laughs> it's been over 100 years. It could be funny now. Yeah. Oh. No. Um, we're going all in on Titanic stuff today. Um, I actually just discovered a, a movie about Titanic, and it's not the James Cameron. Is it Michael Cameron? James? It's James Cameron. James Cameron. It's not James Cameron's Titanic. It's called A Night to Remember. Night to Remember. I'm actually going to quote this a little later. It's actually a fantastic movie. I didn't watch the entire thing. I watched probably about half of it. Just got to the good part, really, like the sinking part. Yeah, just fast forward a lot. (laughs) A very large portion of the film, actually. Uh, So, yeah. (sighs) April 15th, 1912. A day which will live on as one of the greatest examples of human arrogance. The uh, White Star Line's RMS Titanic set sail on its maiden voyage on April 10th, 1912, out of Southampton, New England. Did I say New England? You did say New England, and we're I not I mean stopping. old England. The original England. We're sorry, Queen Elizabeth. I know you're going through a lot right Southampton, now. Southampton. Home of the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> not one of the big six. No. Um, it was captained by... Um, Captain Edward J. Smith. This would be his last voyage as he was retiring. Also, as he went down with the ship. But 
had the Titanic not sunk, this would have been his last voyage anyways. That's uh, almost poetic, I think. Almost poetic. Yeah. Um, a few days later, the great ship would be found at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Some say it's still there today. Oh, it is. Just kidding. It is it totally is. <laughs> still legit there today. waiting for the news um, where it like fully is just gone. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. So the Titanic was destined for New York City, New York, but an iceberg allegedly got in the way. Yeah, those mm. those icebergs. Mm. So this ship, along with her sister ships, were deemed to be truly unsinkable. Have you ever seen the movie Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck is is that with John Candy? Yeah, yeah, oh of my course. God, such with a good the drill. Movie. When yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he's uh, just getting to their house for the first time, and he accidentally knocks over like a decorative plate onto the floor, and it doesn't break, and he's like, "Huh, unbreakable." And then he like whacks it onto a piano or something, it just shatters. That's that's what I think of every time I hear that the Titanic is unsinkable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I actually, I, th- I think there was a trend on like Instagram or TikTok or something where people were like testing out the durability of unbreakable plates. And those, those things would shatter like beyond, well, a level you'd think that they would shatter. Yeah. Like False the tiniest little splinters. Yes. Absolutely crazy. So I'm going to run through some stats that these are all fresh to me. This was amazing. Uh, at the time of her construction, the Titanic cost $7,500,000. If they were to build her today with its, you know, specs, that would be over $400 million. That's a lot of money. Yo, and she was thick. <laughs> How she many was, C's are in um, that? I think in the notes, there's like like 13 there's- C's. Um, how much does like a modern day cruise ship cost to create, do you think? Oh, considering they're way bigger than the Titanic ever was, I have no idea. I imagine it would be an extreme, an extreme cost. I feel like I need a chart that puts like the, um, oh Jesus, I don't know any cruise line ships. Just put, just put like a normal cruise line ship next to the Titanic so I can get an understanding of like it's... The size. Titanic would be markedly smaller. Okay. I'll so take we, your word for it. I'll look it up later. Yeah. These these current cruise ships are, are like are insane. They're insane. But at you know, in, in nineteen twelve this was the biggest of the big. I mean, and even think about like those um um like the what kind of boats move the luggage? Not the luggage <laughs> what's it called? A freight a freight a boat. freight boat. Boat. A boat, a freight ship, uh, a cargo ship, a cargo ship. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! What is those wrong are, with us? Those are gargantuan. Those yeah. are absolutely gargantuan. Um, so, the Titanic was 882 feet long. It was 175 feet tall from keel to the top of its funnels. It had nine decks. It had 16 watertight compartments. Just in case. Oh. Uh, and it could hold uh, 3,547 passengers and crew. I have to... All right, you keep going. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, this ship weighed 46,382 tons. And that's gross tonnage. So that's the hull and things inside of it. Uh, she could hit 23 knots, 
which is about 26 and a half miles an hour. And she had 3 million rivets in her hull. All right. For comparison, I just looked this up. Um, I have no idea how accurate this is because it's like the second uh, <laughs> result on Google and I'm not doing any fact checking. Uh, on average, a cruise ship can accommodate up to 6,000 people. So maybe the Titanic is. Well, you also have to think about the difference. I'm sure back then it Over wasn't. Over 100 uh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the same kind of construction as um, as the modern cruise ships where you're like literally sardines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some other pretty cool specs on the library was that she had two libraries. Uh, she also had two barbershops in case you wanted to get lined up <laughs> over the few-day trip to New York. Uh, four fully functional electric elevators. Oh, aren't we doing well? A heated swimming pool. Very nice. Still full, not heated. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's a ton more. There's, like, smoking lounges for the gentlemen. Um, I want to say that on the cargo list, there were over 800 cigars on board the ship for the like five day cruise. yeah i could i could believe that for sure yeah um there were a number of um tickets available you had you know you had super first class first class second and third class um a super bougie first class one-way ticket cost at the time 870 pounds counting for inflation and converting uh to u.s dollar uh, that would be 103,028 pounds. And in U.S. dollars, that would be $142,988.81 if we were to set sail today. Is that from the inflation calculator? This is like inflation calculator and a... Like a conversion. A conversion thing, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there were an estimated 2,224 passengers and crew on board the Titanic on her maiden voyage. Um, obviously, as we all know from the movie, it sinks. Uh, the unsinkable... <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it was out in like like 97. We should have already seen it by now. It's on TNT. We've all seen it. Uh, the unsinkable Titanic went down with an estimated 1,517 souls, making it one of the deadliest peacetime maritime disasters in human history so is that so okay so there's 2200 people on board and it goes down with 1500 mm -hmm. and they they really only evacuated like 700 people that's about the number of survivors yeah Damn. okay yeah it's pretty insane that's we're gonna bad. we're gonna get into some more of the the sad stuff later on um entirely unrelated i actually wanted to see well what was the worst peacetime loss of life on a ship and that award goes to the Doña Paz. This happened uh, back on December 20th, 1987. And that killed 4,386 people. So actually, this was actually a ferry uh, that was insanely overpacked. Damn. Right. Depressing. I want to say this happened in the Philippines. Okay. Um, I think it was a Japanese ship, though. So this heavily packed ferry collided with an oil tanker, which ignited both ships. And they both burned and they both sank. Um, loads more were there 
uh, but something like 26 people combined between both ships survived. That has to be like insane survivors guild. Holy shit. 26 people of over 4,000. That's that's insane. Right. Uh, this is not a note. This is just me kind of like remembering reading it. It says something like the crew and the captain were like watching TV and they were drunk and they oh, were taking great. naps and stuff. Of the ferry? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Which it's, it's like putting like... 15 people into a convertible yeah it is massively overburdened and yeah 4,386 people died and that's the number one like by a long shot like biggest loss of life on a ship during peace times i'll have to go down that wikipedia rabbit hole when we're done with this yeah there's a whole list titanic's like number seven great maybe higher up it's not number one it's not number two or number three it's up there though so I mentioned that movie, A Night to Remember. It's kind of like James Cameron's Titanic minus Jack and Rose and the stupid love story. Yeah, I feel like the, the love story just kind of ruins it. There are probably so many more interesting people on, on that ship. Right, and Rose totally had room on that floating piece of wood. She totally could have been up there with Jack. They could have played like poker all night and been fine. Well, didn't Mythbusters do an episode on this? I can't remember. They did. I can't remember what the uh, consensus was. The answer is yes. They had room <laughs> and then some. Great. Okay. So I'm going to like recap one of the scenes. So this scene takes place after the ship has already gone down. Uh, one of the characters who was like a, like a lead ship hand, he's sitting on a lifeboat. Uh, he has that like 100-yard stare, and uh, he's, he's talking to some survivor. And he says, if we'd been steaming a few knots slower or if we'd sighted that berg a few seconds earlier, we might have not struck. You know, if we'd carried enough lifeboats for the size of the ship instead of just enough to meet regulations, things would have been different. And then he says, I've been at sail. I've even been shipwrecked. I know what the sea can do, but this is different. We were so sure. Because even though it's happened before, it's still unbelievable. I don't think I'll ever feel sure again about anything. And uh, the very last lines of the film take place on the RMS Carpathia, which was the first ship on scene to help Titanic. Um, It goes, the SS California had sent a message seeing uh, if help was needed Uh, And the Carpathia's captain said, everything that was humanly possible has been done. And that is where we begin. That was was a good build-up. Thank you. Thank you. So throughout the, like, like now over 100 years since the Titanic sank, conspiracies abound. So what was done during this massive human tragedy? Some claim it was a sign from God. You know, don't get too cocky, y'all. Yeah, you could be on a, a mega ship and just be gone in a second, and that's why I don't get on cruise ships. Yeah. I just got to say, yeah. you know. Um, some claim it was a dubious plot to kill enemies, wealthy enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, some claim it's insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. And some say the Titanic never sank at all. Oh. So let's explore. So before we get into Titanic, we have to talk about the RMS Olympic, which is the older sister, if you will, 
That's right. Titanic had some sisters. All thick. <laughs> but I will note <laughs> that in the notes um, where the Titanic was originally described as thick in about 13 seas, um, this one only has two. Right. I've already done like over, over yeah. dramatic yeah. thick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're also all kind of destined to sink or to hit things or like some combination of the two. Um, this sounds like they need better captains. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, I want to say the three ships uh, were the Titanic, the Britannic, and the Olympic. Okay. Olympic right. came first. Titanic came second. Britannic came third. Okay. All just about the same exact size. I think Titanic was the biggest. Uh, construction on the Olympic began in December of 1908. The White Star Line, which was the company that would claim ownership of the Titanic, Britannic, and Olympic, was going to head and head with the Cunard Line. Uh, they were trying to see who could build like the biggest, baddest, fanciest, fastest ships at the time. Um, speed ended up being like the least important because they wanted to have like the fanciest, biggest ships. So again, like 23 knots is about 26 and a half miles an hour. So school zone speed here. This is basically the equivalent of like driving down 111 dudes who like want to have the biggest pickup truck or like the biggest lift on their truck. Oh, like, what are you trying nuts. to compensate for? They've got the nuts hanging from the God. back, and they drive super aggressively to get around you and then stop at a red light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to fund the massive project, to build a fleet of massive luxury liners, the White Star Line had to depend on the investment of none other than American banker J.P. Morgan. Oh, my God. I know that guy. I know. He has our money. <laughs> He has everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, JP kind of already owned White Star Line um, as he was financing the International Mercantile Marine Company, the IMMC. And he was, he was attempting to monopolize the shipping trade in the Atlantic, but that didn't go so well. Um, but the White Star Line was kind of in this bigger company. Uh, anyways, let's let's jump to October 20th of 1910. Uh, over the next few months, the hull was built up and the ship became what we know it to be today. The maiden voyage took place uh, between June 14th and 21st of 1911 from Southampton, England <laughs> to New York City. So like the exact same path that Titanic takes two years later. This was huge news. The ship attracted tens of thousands of people. Everyone wanted to see the biggest ship on earth. Uh, in terms of like marketing, this could not have been a better move. Unfortunately, uh, the, yeah, the Olympic makes its way back to England and it had a bit of an accident on September 20th, 1911 in Osborne Bay, which is located uh, on the northeast coast of the Isle of Wight which is like a hop and a skip off the coast of mainland England. Long story short, the Olympic collided into the HMS Hawk in this bay. The, uh, the Hawk was designed to crash into ships oh and God. sink them. So that's the specialty. 
Right. That's what it did. Oh, God. It was a ship that would it – was, it was much, much smaller. It, its job was to ram hulls and put just tons of holes in it. Um, it had these special attachments in the front to hit above waterline and below waterline. Oh, my God. That sounds like a pretty sexy Thieves update, though. Not going to oh lie. Oh, my God. Tell me about Sorry. it. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Tell me about <laughs> it. So the, so the crash, understandably, causes considerable damage to the hull of the Olympic and a number of its watertight compartments that had to be used, actually, in this collision. Uh, and the Olympic did not sink. Um, I actually saw a picture of the Hawk afterwards. Devastated that ship. Oh, really? Devastated that ship. I'll yes. have to look that up. Yes. <sighs> Bad. Uh, this actually helped sell the fact that the ships were unsinkable, um, which was the big label on the Olympic-sized liners of White Star. Uh, on the other hand, this accident was horrible financially. Uh, an inquiry assigned blame to the Olympic, despite numerous eyewitnesses' accounts to the contrary. The White Star Line had to cover the repairs for the ship, and it ran them a cool $250,000 in 1911 money, which essentially wiped any profits earned by the ship up to that point. Oops. Whoopsies. Right. I'm telling you, I think they just need better captains. I don't know. Uh, there's a rumor that Captain Smith was the captain of the Olympic at the oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> and that he was given captaincy of the Titanic as a show of trust. Oh, no. What it, can you... <laughs> In my mind, I'm really playing it out. Like, he's the, he's the captain of the original. And they're like, you can never be captain again. So then he shows up for the Titanic, but he's got, like, those glasses with, like, the little nose, the and, nose mustache. and mustache. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, I will say every captain I've ever seen, well, every actor I've seen play Captain Smith looks exactly like him. Yeah. Generic old white guy with yeah. like a white and There's no short. salt and pepper beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, of, of older white dudes in Hollywood. So, yeah. Right. So this brings the Olympic back to Belfast, Ireland, where Titanic is also being built. The Titanic was also already behind schedule. And so having to repair the Olympic put the ship even farther behind schedule. So where does the conspiracy actually begin? Uh, there's actually a few out there. Um, I really wanted to get into the like assassination one. I'm going to like, like just mention it briefly at some point, but it gets, it gets pretty sketchy and I did not feel like talking about it, but I'll definitely talk about it for a second. <laughs> Just enough to say that it exists. Yeah. It's a really fun conspiracy. This one, though it's been it's been claimed by experts that this is like the stupidest theory out there. Um, I, you know what? We just drove by a restaurant that was burned to the ground. Like, it happens. People, people go for insurance, and that's where the conspiracy lies. This is an insurance conspiracy. This is insurance fraud to the highest degree. So the conspiracy actually begins in Belfast with those damn Irish. <laughs> oh, God. They don't like them the in the poor, first place. The, the poor Irish. They can never do anything right. It's freaking English. Always uh, picking on the Irish. Poor guys. So, yeah, like I said, like, like your restaurant goes belly up. Um, a lot of them did during COVID stuff. 
Uh, and, you know, ugh, dang it, the place burned to the ground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody I'm... left a gas burner on. Oh, no. Who who did that? Who did? Jeff. Jeff. No smoking in the, oh. in the, you know, the kitchen. So, yeah, we're in Belfast now. So the collision had damaged uh, the central turbine mountings uh, and bent the keel, which gave the Olympic this, like, permanent list to port. That's left for you land lovers. Sorry, not all of us can play Sea of Thieves every <laughs> night. <laughs> when when Tim and Joe are talking on Sea of Thieves, they go, port, starboard. I go, which way is that? I don't know what that is. I don't is. know which way that is. Uh, imagine, like, really hurting your leg and you limp. That's kind of what happened to the Olympic. Okay. So with the damage that had been done that you know to the hull, um, the ship always kind of listed to the left. You had kind of had to fight it the entire time. It's basically like when you're driving and you hit a, a pothole real good and you don't want to pay to get your alignment fixed, even though you should. Oh, you're calling out the Versa. Look, she's <laughs> she's a she's a little box of metal right now. All right. Lay off. Yeah. Lay off. Uh, so because of the finding that the ship was damaged to this degree, the White Star's insurers, uh, who were called Lloyds of London, allegedly refused to pay out on the insurance claim. So they're like, no, nope, this is on you. You're all on your own. So the White Star's flagship would also be out of action during the extensive repairs and the Titanic's completion date, you know, which was already behind schedule, because of the Olympics accident would have to be delayed. Um, talking about repairing the hull, uh, they, the Olympic even lost a rudder or not rudder, uh, a propeller blade, which those things were massive. They were like 20 feet tall. They were huge. All of this would amount to serious financial loss for the company. Your main ship is out of commission. Your next ship isn't even finished yet. Uh, so to make sure that at least one vessel would be earning money, the badly damaged Olympic was patched up and then converted to become the Titanic. And the real Titanic, when completed, would then quietly enter service as the Olympic. Oh, a little switcheroo. Let's see what you did there. A simple paint job and a switcheroo was all it took. Oh, I didn't even see you wrote switcheroo in the notes. I did write switcheroo <laughs> in the notes. <laughs> the Olympic was too severely damaged to be profitable again, especially since their insurance providers would not pay a penny to them, or a, what do you call a lowest monetary, a pence, a pence to them. <laughs> since they were found at fault. So get this, the Titanic, whoosh, whoosh, Titanic, as it left Southampton, had a list to port. Oh. Many survivors also mentioned noticing this as well. Interesting. Mm. Also, it was custom to engrave the name of the ship on the bow. However, the Titanic did not have her name engraved on the bow in fact she had a plaque that was riveted to the hull oh possibly over the original yeah. name yeah olympic uh. hmm. <laughs> can you imagine if somebody just like took the plaque off the wall <laughs> it's like a sticker oh. <laughs> it just falls off in the wind <laughs> oh, yeah put this back Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
Since the Olympic had been damaged beyond economic repair, the plan was to dispose of the Olympic in a way that would allow White Star Line to collect the full insured value of a brand new ship. It's possible that the Seacocks, <laughs> Seacocks were to be opened at sea to slowly flood the ship. Now, if you're like me, uh, you're like, what the hell's a Seacock? A Seacock is a valve that will allow water to enter the ship. Uh, this is done to maybe cool engines or to flood a compartment with ammunition, maybe, or explosives uh, to keep it from exploding. So they're there to let water into the ship. Number of other reasons, but I, I, I'm not a sea person, so I didn't really feel like looking into it. <laughs> but they're there to let water in. So that's one of the theories, is a very slow leak that would eventually sink the ship. But we'll get to that. Here's the plan. If numerous ships just happened to be stationed nearby, that could take off passengers. The, the low number of lifeboats wouldn't really matter as the ship would sink very slowly and the boats that are in the area just oh so conveniently could make several trips to the rescuers. Unfortunately, it seems only a few people on the ship were made privy to the plan. Um, there is, there's one man named uh, First Officer Murdoch. Uh, who at the time was not actually officially on duty, uh, was on the bridge because he was one of the few high-ranking officers other than Captain Smith who actually knew the plan and was keeping watch out for other rescue ships. And so, again, this is all conspiratorial stuff. Uh, one claim is that, the is that the Titanic did not actually strike an iceberg but one of the planned rescue ships that was drifting on station with its lights off. Oopsies. Mm -hmm. Was it the Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> you again. Oh, oh, no. Round two, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. How many times do I have to teach you a lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> the small ships always beat the big ones. They got more maneuverability. Uh, so the idea that the supposed iceberg was seen at such short distance was uh, by the lookouts on the Titanic was because it was actually a darkened ship. Uh, it's questionable that an iceberg could inflict such substantial damage uh, to a steel double-hulled vessel like the Titanic. I'm not saying it can't, but... I mean, I'm not an iceberg expert, and I'm, I'm certainly not a Titanic expert like, like you, uh, but... I don't know. I feel like I'd have to do a little bit of research into like the strength of icebergs, maybe, and get a get a better idea. Well, you know, there's always that poster at the high schools where it's like oh, hard work <laughs> as an iceberg, and it's like success, but yeah. then it's like underneath the everything water, everything else is like hard work, <laughs> crying, crying into your laptop, <laughs> not sleeping for three days, hard yeah. work, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, so, again, if this theory is true, um, there were a number of rescue ships in the area for, like, the planned sinking spot of the Titanic. Uh, this collision was really bad, uh, and the SS Californian, which is a ship notorious for its inaction 
during the Titanic's distress calls, allegedly was waiting for the Titanic to get to a set point to sink, and it was not looking for distress oh. calls. Yeah, man. Oh. Man, yeah. Furthermore, there are a few theories that go into this intentional sink theory. Like some experts, um, there's this one guy, uh, his name's Robin like Gardner. Uh, he's the author of, a sh- of, of Titanic, the ship that never sank, question mark. <laughs> Uh, explains that any ice found on the deck of Titanic would have formed in the riggings of both ships and that the collision would have dropped the ice onto the deck. So what about the ice? Interesting. Well, Robin Gardner, author of Titanic, the ship that never sank, (laughs) has the answer. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, So theories that go into the intentional sink theory. Uh, some experts, keeping in mind that lots of experts call this theory literally the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all about those those Look, uh, wild cards. You know what? I don't think that those experts ever went to a Scholastic Book Fair and spent all their money on Titanic toys. So really, right? I did. really, how much, I did. how much of experts are they? I have at least five books. <laughs> Uh, there's a claim that the watertight compartments on the ship could have been used better. Um, that if more water had been allowed in, essentially the water could have better been distributed throughout the hull and the Titanic would have leveled out, potentially giving her more of a fighting chance. Instead of the that infamous split. <sighs> right, right. But the theory is pretty much torn apart. Uh, one reason claiming that there were no watertight compartments after the point of contact and the ship would have actually capsized if the compartments were not used interesting okay uh so rather than the famous like stern in the air yeah it would have just flipped yeah like the like barrel roll yeah like the barrel roll was it the concordia in like italy or something that flipped that way yeah, that that was like at the big. Oh, that was like twenty twenty. Oh my god, no! I think that was like twenty eighteen. Man, oh, I'm thinking of the ship, like right at the beginning of COVID that came around that was like stuck, and like no one can get off the ship. Remember that? No. Yeah, there was, oh. like, a, there was like a cruise ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that that sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. So Concordia <laughs> was in. Oh, geez. The Maiden Voyage was 2006. And the... I'm sorry. I'm sure this is so suspenseful. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. The Out of Service was 2012. Oh, my God. Jesus, we are old. Shh. No, no, <laughs> no. We're not. Oh, I think about 2018. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. Um, also, um, going along with this use of the water compartments... There's an argument that the power would have been lost like over an hour earlier than it was if water had gotten in that way. I don't know. Regardless, two hours and 40 minutes after the collision, the Titanic indeed sinks. With the front half of the ship sinking and taking on water, the ship all but goes perpendicular into the water. The weight of the stern... Um, in the air, it causes the hull to split almost in half, and the stern remained afloat very briefly, uh, but no help would arrive for nearly two hours. 
um, I actually watched a couple interviews with people who survived Titanic and they all kind of had the same like story um, that there were horrible screams basically throughout this entire event. Um, but as soon as the ship was underwater, it was dead silent. Oh, that's a very comforting thought. Great. Well, actually something that, well, it kind of got the Olympic in trouble was that those ships caused tons of suction when they move. Oh, God. Which, oh. which drew the hawk into it, yeah. they say. But if people had jumped into the water and they were too close to the oh ship, it would have been... Oh, my God. Stop. Brought, oh, my God. I was so down. much better before you started. Would have been brought down with the ship as oh well. Oh, my God. I was so much better before you started to say that. And then there's Jack. God. And yeah. then there's Jack. I blame Jack. I'll never let go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then she lets go. And then she lets go. Oh. I'm going to jump into that other theory really quick. Just, just super just, quick. Just, just for super a quick. Just before, to say that it Before exists. the dicey part. Just to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut it short before things get a little dicey. A um, little bit of background. So JP Morgan, um, huge investor in in this um allegedly argumentatively people can say this you can do say what you want uh that jp morgan planned this disaster to kill his rivals so who died on the ship millionaires jacob astor isidore strauss who was the macy's co-owner oh i think i forgot about that part right and Benjamin Guggenheim, who was like, I think, into mining. Okay. Uh, in fact, old J.P. Morgan himself was supposed to be on the Titanic, but he changed his mind right before the ship set off because he felt like it. Ooh, convenient. Mm. So why would J.P. Morgan want to kill these people? Well, allegedly, there was some opposition to J.P. Morgan's proposal of the Federal Reserve Act, which would pass in 19, I think 1913. Okay, so pretty close. And that's kind of where I'm going to stop. That's a really fun theory, but I'm, yeah. I'm not getting That's into maybe it. for another day or I'm not, not at all. It. I'm not touching <laughs> it. No. It's one of those. Um, it's just a really cool theory. Like, yeah. how do you kill your enemies? Get a ship built worth yeah. millions of dollars and sink it to kill them and yeah. to pass that's the federal reserve. That's a hell of a way to go. Act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, insurance fraud is a hell of a reason to kill over 1,500 people. Um, there were plenty of other ways to fraudulently fraudulently claim insurance on the Olympic. Like, hell, burn it. <laughs> Jeff. Sink it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like, ghost ride that thing with the seacock open. Yeah. Whoopsies. Um, but, yeah, that's the conspiracy of the insurance fraud and the switcheroo of the Olympic and Titanic. So that would mean that the Olympic, who served for like 20-some years in a number of facets, uh, I believe even becoming a military ship for a time and did not sink in wartime, uh, I believe it was sold and scrapped in like 1930-something, oh, very short-lived. I, I don't know the average lifespan of these ships. Um it would have been the Titanic. Interesting. 
the ship originally planned to have been the Titanic yeah. would have served out its entire life without sinking. Do you think they put a plaque over that one's name too? Or just like you take the plaque off the wall, it's just like Olympic underneath crossed out. <laughs> one can hope. I actually, I really like this theory because I, I feel like it's pretty believable. You know, I'm always into those like cover-ups and... Uh, you I feel can't like trust I feel like big I'm into business. This. No, you can't. You can't trust big you business. You can't. They do anything for a profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even kill 1,500 people. Yeah. I mean, I was just reading a story of a shopping mall, maybe in like Japan, China, um, where they were getting these warning signs that the building was going to collapse. And one of the guys who was like in charge of the building didn't want to warn people that the building was about to collapse because it was a very high shopping day and he didn't want to ruin the profits. So the building collapsed and like hundreds of people died. Mm, bastard. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this theory. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, if this is indeed a true thing, it's not just an iceberg and an act of God, um, you know, saying, Hey, Hey y'all. You can't say it's unsinkable. Yeah. <laughs> Try me. You can't say that. Oh, oh, unsinkable? Hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to quickly jump in and say what happened to the other sister ship, uh, the, the Britannic. Oh, okay. The yeah. Britannic, right, uh, became a like a hospital ship. Oh, during, interesting. During World War One, And this ship... Um, ended up colliding with a German oh mine, God. and it sank in about 55 minutes. Oh, God. Okay. Right. So if the theory holds to be true, I don't know. I think it's fun. Uh, the Olympic sank in the Atlantic after crashing into a iceberg uh, or rescue ship, and the Titanic, a.k.a. the new Olympic, served out its entire life as a ship in numerous facets both as like luxury and like ship transport business pleasure <laughs> <laughs> i said ship i meant soldier transport and the britannic became a hospital ship they even painted it like i want to say even in world war one and two like if you saw like a hospital thing like you, you wouldn't attack it yeah no i feel like that's just one of those unspoken uh things in war yeah, this hit a mine. So Oopsies. the hospital ship sank in an hour and it killed like 30 people. God, I'm telling you, I think they just need better captains. Well, I think the point of a of a mine is to like not be visible. Right? So, well, how I'm going to I'm going to have to look this up. That's yeah, fine. It sank. <laughs> it sank. <laughs> I mean, not that not that me looking it up would change the history of it at all, but I just have to, like, understand what actually happened. Right. Well, what's kind of cool about all three ships is they look all, like, remarkably the same. Yeah. That makes for an easy conspiracy. Sure do. It sure do. It sure does. Um, and, you know, despite the rivalry between the White Star Line and the Cunard Line, um, after having these ships sink... Uh, White Star Line's value pretty much plummeted. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to say by like 1915, they had to, um, like a forced merger by the like Royal Sea Department 
thing. <laughs> I'm not British. The people in charge of the ocean yeah. stuff yeah. said that you have to merge. So now we have the Cunard White Star Line. Interesting. Okay. So it's a pretty massive insurance fraud if this were to be true. I, I believe it. I for sure believe it. I don't trust J.P. Morgan. No. Nobody should trust big business. No. No, I sure don't. I sure don't. But what I do know is I want to go sink some ships. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not have my ship sink tonight. In, in Sea of Thieves. In Sea of Thieves when I play with my friends. Last night, we definitely sank pretty hard. We had um, we had two ships attack us. Um, it was like a galleon and a brig. For those of you non-Sea of Thieves players, those are like the two largest ships in the game. Me and my buddy were on the smallest one, and they teamed up, and they sank us. And then some kid was like, you know, if you want to do that, you should probably be good at the game. <laughs> and it was like seven on two. This kid is probably like 15. He was definitely like 13. Yeah. Definitely a milk drinker. Yeah. Uh, felt bad. Would do it again. Yeah. Would do it again. Uh, but yeah, not even going to lie, like reading up on the Titanic stuff, definitely brought back some very warm memories of scholastic book fairs. <laughs> Being in the bathtub recreating the Titanic with your <laughs> unsinkable ship. Do you want to know what the iceberg was? No. It was me. <laughs> I was the iceberg. Only instead of being like 10% above water and 90% below, it was like 90 above, 10 yeah. below. And yeah. it was pretty cool. I actually can tell you exactly where that toy is at my parents' house. Okay. And I'm, I may bring it to the house. Oh, great. Because now I'm obsessed again. I love, I love when you I'm obsessed when you do that. with Titanic again. Great. All right. So, yeah, like I said, um, experts are like, uh, was it Robin Gardner is, is a fool, and this is the stupidest theory that's ever existed in anything. Those are the best ones. Those maybe, are the best he, ones. Maybe he's in on it. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to start another conspiracy theory that he's in on it. He's getting that J.P. Morgan money. J.P. Morgan's dead, too. Mm. Mm, that money Riddle travels that. far. Riddle me that. But you know who's not dead? Um, uh, Walt Disney. No, His I'm head's not gonna, on ice. I'm not he's alive. The movie Frozen was so that when you Googled Disney Frozen Head, you'd get Disney Frozen, the movie. I feel like it's every five episodes that you bring up Walt Disney not being dead. Do you want to build a snowman? No. Come on, let's go and play. No. All right, I'm done. Um, yep, that is the story of the White Star Lines massive insurance fraud attempt. I enjoyed this because I believe it. So, right, and I, I think it's super doable, uh, super believable that a rescue ship was like, "All right, this is this is where they're going down. We're gonna be chilling here. We'll save everybody. No one's gonna die. Just make some money back. We'll be good." Oopsies. Oh shit. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. All so. Right. Well. Thanks for joining us, everybody, today. And don't forget, there is a promo for Tennis Podcast coming up in like 10 seconds. Always wear a life jacket, friends. And always wear a life jacket. And, and a also, helmet. and a helmet. And a seatbelt. Yeah, don't go on cruise ships. Check when your food expires. But sometimes the expiration dates Google are. It. I mean, always you should check like expiration versus like. 
like sell by versus best by date and also sometimes expiration dates are just like nonsense especially on medicine sometimes so maybe that's another episode for another day but not today not today today's not that day all right 10 podcast promo coming now thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next monday okay bye bye are you into top 10 lists what about pop culture or maybe you're just a nerd like us we've got a show for you loser Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst U.S. presidents. The leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. <sighs> Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at tennispod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the 10-ish podcast. That's one zero I-S-H. Bye.